Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to Hey, that's uh, that's pretty good. We like that. 104-98, the Raptors defeat the Chicago Bulls in what was, I think, a really great game as far as determining how the Raptors can mix and match to find wins. This, as far as wins this season, when we look at the team that they were playing, Levine is healthy, Vucevic is healthy, DeMar is healthy, Pat Williams is in the lineup. The Bulls have their guys, save, you know, except for Alonzo Ball. The Raptors have their guys. We get a 10-man, well, probably closer to nine-man rotation. Barton played four minutes. Not much happened there. But the Raptors, they play a pretty deep game. Trent Jr. comes off the bench now that Fred is back in the lineup. He plays 27 minutes. He closes. Chris Boucher plays 13. Precious plays 12. Both of them struggled a lot in this game, I'm going to be honest. Boucher hit a couple shots, which was good. But both struggled with the size, uh, be it Drummond or Vucevic on the Bulls. Jakob Pertl, he plays 26 minutes, but a really good 26 minutes. And the Raptors opted to close small. And that was actually tenable. That was something that worked for the Raptors, considering that they didn't have to play small the whole game. They played less minutes. Guys like OG play, you know, 33 minutes. Pascal plays 34. Scotty, 35. These guys are much more well-equipped to go bang around with a big man like Vucevic to be more aggressive and, and be able to catch up in some of their more aggressive rotations and trust guys at the back end of the defense when they're not playing as heavy minutes, when they're not banging around with bigs that much. The Raptors, they found a way, despite shooting awful in this game, like truly <laughs> tough shooting game. They shot 40% from the four. The three-point shooting came around at the end, largely because of Gary Trent Jr. Well done, five for 11. But they navigated one for five from three for Pascal, and maybe most notably one for 11 from the floor and one for nine from three from Fred. So they didn't have everything going their way, but they still beat a decent team in the Bulls. They're getting closer and closer to 500. This was a good win. This is the Reaction Podcast, the Raptors Reaction Podcast, as it were. And I'm your host, Samson Folk. It is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, if you're looking for some representation, who better? Because here's the, it's not even really a catch. Here's the benefit. Here's the plug. You only pay if you win. So if you lose, you don't pay. And if you win, I'm sure you're happy to pay. If you're interested, 416-730-1777. Let's start in the fourth quarter. This is a fan base who's very hungry to hear the good things about Scotty Barnes' game. And I think the fourth quarter was the best representation of of his game during this game. He struggled in the first three quarters. Um, initiating on offense, he struggled. Finishing at the rim, he struggled, be it in the half court or in transition. But in the fourth quarter, he finished at the bucket. Yes, he helped offensive rebound. And most notably, he racked up four blocks 
and I think three of which were of the highlight variety. Really, really impressive. Two of them were with his weak hand, the left hand. I don't think a lot of people pay attention to how much better a defender, especially around the rim, you can be if you're ambidextrous in how you block. It's just as far as the radius, the the square footage, let's say, that you can actually defend if you are, you know, good at defending with both hands, going up the block with each hand, really important. And Scotty did it with both, covered a lot of ground, catching up to guys, coming out of nowhere to pin them off the glass, all that kind of stuff. And even one, I'm trying to think of, it was Pascal versus the Heat when he had that big block on Jimmy in that close game last season. And then Jimmy got it back and, you know, Pascal springs out of out of bounds to block him again. And Scotty, it was it wasn't like one to one because he was catching up on the block. He wasn't standing a guy up with the rule of verticality like Pascal did. But Scotty comes out of nowhere, blocks him, runs out of bounds. Obviously, his momentum carries him there, and then he gets back into the play and blocks the putback. I think it was Vucevic who he blocked. So he went Levine and then Vucevic in that play, and then just like the the other two blocks, really impressive. He had one that he wanted. Um, that would have brought him to five blocks on the night, five blocks in a fourth quarter, which I Kirthika is the stats queen. I wonder if she has any stats on the most blocks in a quarter. Actually, I think Pirtle actually just had four or five blocks in a, in the fourth quarter against the Magic, if I remember correctly. So we'll ignore that. <laughs> but Scotty, he was awesome defensively. His rotation's pretty crisp. Um, once he was, you know, the point of attack stuff wasn't a win. At any point during this game, I don't think uh, he, he allowed blow-bys to quite a few different players. But the thing is, some of that is him icing the pick-and-roll. Some of that is playing into the help side defense. And Scotty, some of that is playing a little bit over-aggressive and just getting beat sometimes. But on the whole, this game, you walk away. He was he was tethered to Pirtle except for the closing lineup. And there's a reason Scotty was plus 19. There's a reason OG was plus 16. These guys played next to the big most of the game and then were, you know, in, in the closing lineup that was successful. They scored 34 points in the fourth quarter. They really got on the offensive glass as a team. They found their way. I, I was really impressed defensively. It's nice that the Raptors can win a game like this and, and can do it with a couple different looks, finding success, going big and then going small for a short spurt really taking advantage of Gary Trent Jr. shooting. The fact that he comes in and gives you 19 points off the bench on 13 shots, it's a super big deal, right? And and Pascal, even though the shooting wasn't super great or anything, 39% from the floor, 20 points. You needed the volume in this game. OG, 17 points. Once again, this isn't like the picture of efficiency from these guys, but it's a game where you allowed 98, you scored 104 even Scotty getting to 11 in this game on 12 shots, you just need points. And Gary, most of all, was able to bring that in like this really quick fashion. And Pascal was the driver of so much of what the Raptors were doing in this game. It, it was tough because the Bulls were well equipped to defend them in the sense that the Raptors weren't getting shooting from where they typically get shooting from. OG, it's nice that he hit half his threes, two for four. Scotty, two for three is really big. The one step back late clock in the first quarter, I believe, and then the the shot from the corner in the fourth quarter, which was great. But, you know, Chris Boucher giving you three for five is not something that you really expect game in and game out. Gary Trent Jr., five for 11, you do expect that sometimes. But the Raptors, as far as how they operated offensively, the quirks and rhythms that they're trying to hit, 
they weren't getting a lot of the shots that they're used to and a lot of the shots that they were used to getting as a result of like, okay, the ball ended up here. It's an open catch and shoot look. This possession should be finished. They weren't necessarily scoring those, right? And some of the pull-up stuff wasn't dropping either. So the Raptors are trying to finish possessions in a bit more of the grimy ways. And that's where Pirtle being such a like a really nifty roller, it's it's something he does where he catches on the roll, right? And he like jump stops as he catches. And a lot of bigs do that, but they go into the pound dribble and then they go up, which is a fine enough move, of course. Some guys just go straight to their steps, but he always catches with his right shoulder headed towards the rim and then has like a, you know, that pivot and step through and then puts the ball down. And that really changes the rhythm and the timing of the help side defense, the dig, the tag, whatever they're throwing at you, a full rotation, full blown rotation. And it allows him a lot more space without committing to putting the ball down. That means he can see how the defense is responding to him right at the bucket, or he can just step right through and make it if nothing comes over. It's just really slick. And he, he's so good at presenting himself as a big, big target for the Raptors, pick and roll stuff. A couple missed connections from Pascal, from Scotty in the fourth quarter. I think Fred, despite absolutely terrible shooting night in this game, no rim pressure either. He did a pretty good job of, you know, opening his eyes up in that pick and roll and seeing things, um, pretty aggressive passes and and finding Pirtle on the roll too. Very nice to see. But the Raptors still have to figure out how to maximize their wings or their you know their forwards being able to to get Pirtle on the roll because Pascal misses some reads, Scotty misses some reads. That that kind of stuff is happening. But in this game, Pirtle just giving you that quick punch of like fourteen points. I think he was great on defense. The Bulls did find a way to kind of get around the Pirtle stuff. You can see it in Demar's stat line. I think the most the the effect that Pirtle had. You know, this is a guy who scores. 25 a game and he scores 13 in this one he he has two assists he missed like his his volume was really low because the Raptors they're guarding him with a decent amount of length and activity as far as OG being his primary right that's super important but also it's the fact that Pirtle for a lot of these minutes is sat down in the paint playing drop and you know DeRozan is blanketed from the back end by OG OG's not fouling he's not allowing any of the foul grifting to work and and he's suppressing him from behind. So it's like, you're not comfortable pulling up even though there's a drop being played. So the lock and trail was really successful there. And, and, you know, some shooting the gap going under and that kind of stuff too was important. And the Bulls, they did eventually find a counter by not allowing DeRozan to run as much pick and roll anymore. They went more towards Zach Levine, who was primarily guarded by either Fred or Scotty in this game. And it really depended during what time of the game you were seeing that. And he was getting downhill a decent amount. But also Vucevic was starting to work out his release valve uh, from the behind the three-point line. He went four of six. The Raptors had to figure out how they wanted to defend that action because the Bulls started succeeding more often on offense, largely because of the pick and pop and a little bit of the breakdowns at the point of attack. So the Raptors said, we're going to close small. And we think our guys can bang around with Vooch. He's kind of been, you know, moved away from the basket most of the game because of Pirtle. He's in his rhythm. Let's break up that rhythm and see if they try and beat us inside. They didn't really. And the Raptors figured it out. And especially down the stretch too, on the other side, you're giving up size. Are you going to be able to get after it on the offensive glass? Pascal missed two jumpers late. Back rim, both of them. Pretty good shots. He had the mismatches. And the the Bulls, true to form during this game, are sitting goalies in the lane, right? 
driving lanes aren't really accessible. They do want you to shoot it. And well, especially for guys like Scotty and Fred and Pascal, they're kind of sitting guys in the lane to try and dissuade some of these drives. You get a play like OG, it's almost, you know, it's an empty side post up. He faces up against DeMar. It's a stutter rip late, a dunk on him. That was awesome to see. But uh, are they allowing that type of space for Pascal? Not really. He got a mismatch. He missed a couple shots. Didn't hit him. Not ideal. However, he did get after it on the offensive glass. He and Scotty both, I thought, were just absolutely tenacious, grabbing those extra boards, those extra possessions for the Raptors. Not only did those kill clock in a game where offense was really limited, and so every second is very important to scoring points because you're not scoring that many, 104 to 98, of course, but it also led to some extra possessions where the Raptors did score, not not only just in like a putback from Siakam, but but as far as like three-pointers made, right? Super big deal. That's what you want to see. And the Raptors, the shooting talent wasn't exactly where they wanted it to be, like I said. The natural hum of their offense that they wanted was broken up. It was disjointed. It made the threes that they did make seem like, you know, they're just like end of shot clock. This isn't ideal. It happened to fall in. They're not repeatable possessions that they can go to for advantages to continue to break the Bulls down more. It's that the Bulls are seeing that the Raptors, by the end of this game, hit 35% from three, but they're okay with a lot of these shots being taken. And so the Raptors didn't get the Bulls to bend or break. They just kind of grinded their way through it in this game. And so 104 to 98, they win. They're out on the road, two against Washington. Then we get Denver and then we, we, well, we get a lot of games. I'm not going to name them all. Road trip though. And I think if you're a Raptors fan, you should feel pretty good about it. This game, I think Raptors fans should feel pretty good about 104 to 98. The Raptors figure it out. They win a game. Scotty comes on late, a bit of creation a bit of brute force offensive rebounding and a whole lot of defense and just a lot of, you know, contributions across the roster. Very nice to see low minutes, deeper rotation. They figured it out. Win 104 to 98. Well done, fellas. Reggie Evans award. I want to give it to Scotty, man. You get four blocks in the fourth quarter. They gum, you know, and even the, the gaffes that happened as far as like his point of attack defense, I don't think that's a lack of effort. You know, I've I've always talked about as far as since Scotty came into the league that it would I would prefer it. I think most people I know who analyze basketball would prefer if he gave a buffer to guards and relied on his length to contest jump shots instead of allowing a lot of you know driving lanes to the rim, which is typically what happens when Scotty guards guards on ball. We saw it early on in the game, right, where Pat Bev gets a blow by on Scotty Barnes a lot of guards aren't like electric pull-up artists and if you give them space and you just trust that you can recover that's typically a recipe for more success as far as a wing guarding an on-ball guy a big guarding an on-ball guy and uh when you when you ride guys their hips and get up on them it's tough so even then that isn't a lack of effort and Reggie Evans award is an effort award and so, yeah, Scotty, he figured it out late. So many great things, especially off ball down the stretch. Um, I'd like to give it to him. Top quick reaction comment is from Dundeal. Quote, OG swallowed up DeRozan tonight. Pirtle is a weapon in the pick and roll. I thought Freddie was good moving the ball tonight. Scotty with a great fourth quarter and some insane blocks. 
Boucher was also important in his undeniable self-confidence. Chicago has been playing pretty well of late. It's a good win, end quote. They have been playing, playing pretty well of late, um, especially Vucevic. They, they've tilted the offense, so it's a little bit more geared towards him, which there's like guys like DeRozan and Levine are still capable to play off of that, whereas Vucevic had a little bit more trouble doing it vice versa. They, they aren't maximizing their guards fully anymore, but they're getting more out of the team lately. And, and the Raptors did a good job to, to stop them offensively. They're, they're, they're decent. This isn't, this isn't a bad team. This isn't a team that's tanking. This isn't anything like that. It's, it's certainly not Detroit that they played recently or the Spurs. It's, it's a good team that they beat. And yeah, I, I, I perhaps skipped over a little bit. Like as much as I think Boucher wasn't fantastic in this game, his length was um, complimentary to the defense in the way that it always is. And um, the shooting, three for five, even if it's like in, you know, they, they ran Iverson loop, for example, and that's an Iverson cut is where you have basically the two guys at the each 45, right? And a guy cuts across them. It's an Iverson cut because they used that cut, that setup to uh, get Allen Iverson a lot of his possessions, right? And so Iverson loop is where you don't cut into open space, but you loop around and make a cut to the basket. Gary Trent Jr. makes that cut. Thad Young is on ball and he's the trigger man. And Boucher, after setting the screen for Gary, he backs out into, you know, three-point land. Thad makes the read. He wants the ball to go to Boucher. Boucher cans the triple. That was in the fourth quarter, I believe. That's a big bucket. And it's not necessarily something that the Raptors are expecting to have happen, but they got it. When you score 104 points, you take everything you can get. Boucher, three triples, big time. Uh, Thanks for writing in, Dundeal. Um, thanks for listening in, everybody. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe. Uh, most importantly, go to raptorsrepublic.com and subscribe. That's how you get my written work, Louis Satzman's written work, a bunch of other stuff too. It's fantastic work. It's worth the money. I am biased, yes, but that is what I believe. And if you're listening on the podcast channel, thank you for tuning in and letting me chop it up with you. I've enjoyed it immensely. Uh, Yeah, but whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.